It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And another edition of Lawn and Garden here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The show has been with you every Saturday morning for about the last 23 years here on WSB. So it's an honor, it's a privilege to sit in for Walter Reeves today. Ashley Frasca behind the microphone. Uh, Walter's back next Saturday. He is traveling today. Joined by Mark Banta, President and CEO of the Piedmont Park Conservancy. You can go to piedmontpark.org for any uh, more information about all the great things and events going on at Piedmont Park. And Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery here to talk about how you can beautify your landscape, what Pike Nursery can do for you, and of course, in about half an hour from now, the Pikes Pick, which we have every weekend. So I want to just a quick reminder to uh, pick up the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Of course, you can do that as early as today or tomorrow. In-depth news coverage and $224 in coupon savings. And stay tuned to WSB this afternoon if you need a taste of football. Today's your day. Pre-game starts at 2 o'clock. The G-Day game, the annual spring football game, starts at 4, a special half-hour broadcast at 2 with Devon Gales, who is an honorary Bulldog now of the Bulldog Nation, the Southern University player that was injured in a game back in 2015. And of course, we have for you, as a reward for listening to the Lawn and Garden Show, the weekend prize pack. That is a family four-pack of tickets to see the Gwinnett Stripers at Cool Ray Field, formerly known as the Gwinnett Braves. So, four tickets to the ballpark, no date specified, so we'll contact you with that. You have to call this number. Hold on before you start dialing. 404 404- 7410750 is the prize line to caller number 4 404-741-0750. Good luck. We're continuing to take calls. Judy in Canton, Cherokee County. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Ashley. Um, quick question. I have planted fescue on a bank near our house on the on the road and it gets shade slash little sun. And we planted it in the fall, and I need to plant more. Have I waited too late to reseed? It, 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 the ideal time is is the fall, uh, but if you have just a little bit more to do, I think it would be okay. Uh, okay. Is the ground uh, really hard there, or do yes. you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I might. Killed tr- it. Yeah, I might try. You don't want to t- retill it if you've got a decent stand. Yeah. And I always, again, use that 50-50 rule to determine uh-huh. whether I need to start over. But if you've got a, a 50-60% stand or better, I might come in with a little light aerator. And then, um, again, they call it overseeding, but be sure that you don't use too much seed, Judy, because that one of the oh. things we do is we get folks okay. that get a little overzealous. And then yeah. you have a population explosion because it will germinate this time of year. But then it's too crowded. Then you have disease problems. Okay. And yeah. I have 100 million weeds, but I'm going to let them grow for a oh, while. Yeah. <laughs> and then you might take another evaluation through the summer, see what it does to the fescue, and then yeah. take another look at it. Start planning the end of August, the start of September, and then make a decision right. on that 50-50 rule. Good deal. And I have one more thing. Sure. Uh, there was a gentleman that called earlier about his camellias that were turning yellow mm-hmm. and they were older. I had the same problem, and Walter told me to mix millorganite with dirt, like I use jungle growth with mm-hmm. millorganite, and mix it in my wheelbarrow. And I covered it around the edges, you know, where the leaves drip, you know, what do you call it, the drip line? Right. 
And oh my goodness, it did a an amazing. It just made them Great. happy all over again. And I do that with my azaleas and everything now. So. If he's listening, hopefully he might do that. <laughs> try it. That's, That's worth a try. Yeah, thank Great you, advice. Judy. All right. Well, y'all have a good day. You thank too. You Enjoy the weekend. Call. Yeah, Malorganite okay. is that great slow-release fertilizer right. that is manufactured, yeah. I think, like up in uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of based off of a sewage component yes. there. So use gloves when you use it. It doesn't smell too great. But that is so good. Just and to it sprinkle deters around deer anything. a little bit, too. It does. Mm-hmm. It keeps them away from my sweet shrub, which yeah. are looking beautiful right now, by the way. I've got the deep red. Oh, oh love it. Like a wine oh, color almost. So pretty. 404-872-0750 is the number. Dave in Atlanta. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Now, we've been talking about your call behind the scenes. I'm not going to lie. What kind of a pet do you have? Uh, two dogs. Okay, now what are they doing? Uh, well, as technically as possible, I want to put um, some shrubbery around a house. And male dogs being so that they lift their legs on everything about knee high, I'm trying to find if there's a particular shrub that is going to be tolerant of that exercise from the dog. <laughs> One of the things I would say is don't use boxwoods because they are very, very sensitive um, to that. And one of the things I found out, I used to be with the Humane Society, and one of the things we would tell people, if you'll put some vertical posts here and there, that's what the dogs Mm -hmm. are looking for, is they're looking for something vertical. That's why they like mailboxes and... um, um, fire hydrants and fire hydrants. That's right. And so I went out and bought a fire hydrant. Oh, okay. Well, just do some posts. Thing. That will work sometimes too. It didn't work. We'll it try to get good. another dog to come over there and use it first, and then okay. your dog will go and try to cover it <laughs> up. Send out exclusive invites in the neighborhood yeah, to find right. the dog that wants to yes. break it in. Or maybe you can catch some and pour it on it. Or maybe. Oh, no, oh I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Well, let's not go there. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but I was wondering maybe a holly or something like that, a compact yeah. to holly or something like that, whether or not they would tolerate I don't know. that. Nothing's yeah. going to tolerate it over and over if, again. Yeah, if it goes over uh, and over in the same spot, that's that's the problem. But I think I would try to do my landscape and pick my shrubs based on mature height and, and try to landscape it that way and then try to use some of the other suggestions about uh, deterring the behavior or getting them focused in a redirecting focused in a different direction but you know you you definitely want to make the decision on what how much sun and shade it gets how tall the plant can be because the the big mistake i people see people making with their landscape is not really paying attention to the mature height of the plants and then having a long-term maintenance issue where they're asking about pruning it back real hard and and you don't want to get into that i like the height of a compact holly yeah, that's um, that's yeah, short, like three feet or something like that. But that would be too short for them, probably. Then. No, I I don't know. It, you know, you, the original question is, what's the urine tolerance on these plants? I don't think there's a lot of research on that. So I I think that I'd plant what you want to based on the amount of sun and shade, and, and then mature okay. height, and then try to do the redirection. That'd be my advice, honestly. Okay. And maybe that. something so that is stickier. We talked about that <laughs> later. Maybe they wouldn't like that. I don't know. Or maybe something that was shinier that would kind of, um, it would roll off. Yeah. Of. Maybe maybe like Carissa Hollies or something like yeah. that. Okay. All right. You you may I be on the cutting edge of, of research <laughs> that's here. That's right. Uh, oh, gee. Yeah. Well, well but that's it would be a great science project for a kid, though. <laughs> I think, wouldn't it? Dave, I bet you your kid would be the only one that yes, tested that. You Depending. could call it pee-pee and pause or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Dave, you have oh, a name, you have a task, but I mean, and do let us know in a few months, you know, kind of maybe what you found and if you've been able to deter the behavior, or if you've just stuck with something that is aesthetically pleasing, but also doing, doing what you needed to do. Okay. We'd love to hear back Very from good. you. Thank yeah. you, Dave. Thank you. Have a great day. Fun call. We love our animals so much that we want them <laughs> to just do. come and go and do as they please, but sometimes to our detriment. That's kind of frustrating. Really just trial and error, too, yeah. I guess. So 404-872-0750. Jordan and Hiram, good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I want to call and see. I've got a pretty small lawn, and um, recently I've gotten more interested in the health of it. So, uh, so I received like an old school push reel lawnmower. And so I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm not sure if I have Bermuda or Zoysia, uh, but I'm trying to figure out how to, how to set it up in terms of blade height. Uh, I've got some different options. I, just, I don't know how short I need to cut my grass on. Right. So, and the good news is it isn't going to matter if it's Bermuda or Zoysia because those are both maintained at the same sure. height. Um, okay. The minimum, excuse me, the, the lowest you ever want to go is a half an inch, and that's pretty darn tight. And then you can cut all the way up to an inch, inch and a half, if you're trying to get this really fine manicured look. Uh, so it really won't matter. The key is going to be to train the grass back. So if you've got a new reel mower, you need to be sure it's sharp, that it's set up properly, that the knife-to-blade uh, contact um Excuse me, the uh, knife to, um, darn it, I'm forgetting the other piece. But it's basically the metal bar. that the, the contact has to be exactly right for the mower to work right. And then just play with it. Start, start a little bit higher and ease it down until you're somewhere between that half and inch and a half height. Try to mow it t- taller than that. You'll have problems, particularly with a push reel mower. And don't let it get real tall and then cut it back because it, try to do it you know, at the, about the same time, you know, do it on one week apart or something like Every that. Every five to seven days right. on, on grass it's Especially right. Bermuda. Yeah. It grows really fast. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Thank Good luck. Hope call. it turns out. It's fun. Yeah, that right. will be fun. So a lot of lawn questions this morning, which all have been great with. And just a reminder, too, on Walter's website, on WalterReeves.com, Reeves is R-E-E-V-E-S. Type in lawn care calendar, those three simple words, lawn care calendar, and he has created a grid calendar of all 12 months for every type of grass that's common in Georgia here, what to do, when to do it, how to do it, just within that calendar. I've got the one printed off for fescue. It is in my garage. We look at it religiously, Mm -hmm. when to seed, when to overseed, you know, and all that kind of stuff and how much water. So that's really going to help if many of you are thinking about establishing a new lawn or maybe just trying to fight back earn back the one that you had that's maybe been overtaken by weeds coming up in the next little bit we'll talk to taylor and buford when to plant uh, seeds for the garden that's always a good question joy in stone mountain sinkholes in the yard what's causing those and how can they be fixed and kelly in lawrenceville the gardenia's leaves are turning black Uh oh We, we, oh, oh, don't give it away yet. We oh, may be sorry. able to solve Kelly's issue. All that and more here on Lawn and Garden. Got another 45 minutes. Give us a call, 404-872-0750. We'll be back. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Slip inside. You heard Kirk Mellish share the weekend forecast. Just to rehash it, today sunny, a high in the low 70s, light winds tonight, a low around 50, and the day starts off cloudy tomorrow. Sunday, chance of rain increases heavily throughout the day as it goes along, up to 100% chance by tomorrow evening. 66 is the high, the low is 50 degrees. Kirk Mellish's complete five-day forecast coming up in 10 minutes here on WSB. Ashley Frasca, Mark Banta, Mickey Gasway sitting in the studio hosting Lawn and Garden with you for another half hour today. Walter's back next Saturday. Mark Banta, president and CEO of Piedmont Park. We have talked about the green market, the landmark lunch, the community garden, which will start up soon, and folks can go online and find out more about that. But talk about Piedmont Park Conservancy, what that is and what it means to the park. It, well, obviously, I'm a little biased, Ashley, but thank you for asking the question. You know, it, it, we're an almost 30-year-old organization now, uh, and we're the private-public partner with the city of Atlanta that makes Piedmont Park the place it is. Not just the programming uh, and the beautification, but but the environmental outreach that we do, and just making the park feel like a special place. Uh, it takes a lot of resources to do that, and a lot of people mistakenly believe that all the many festivals that are there, or the the general fund through the tax the tax dollars are going to fund uh, the conservancy and the park operation. But in reality, it's really the membership and the philanthropic community uh, and the facility rentals. You know, you can have a wedding there, you can have a corporate meeting there, but that's where the three and a quarter million dollars comes from, and the city helps. Uh, with with paying utilities and picking up trash and, and doing some of that. But it's really the Conservancy's work that makes that park the very, very special place that it is. So we'd love people to learn more about it. If they use the park, if they recognize it for the tremendous resource it is, go to our website, learn how to become involved, volunteer. Uh, get involved with our our, our outreach uh, and our um, you know become a member any of those types of things come to our programming you know come to the green market this morning sign up your kid for camp one of the best camps there is when does that start in the summertime this, it's a summer camp and it like I said it always sells out it's one of the best and of course if you have not been um, if someone hasn't been to the pool that's there it is a city of Atlanta pool but it doesn't look like any pool you will have ever seen so that's a pretty special experience but come out and enjoy the over 200 acres of Piedmont Park. It's a special place. And volunteers, you all probably thrive on the need for volunteers to keep that place Absolutely. going. Absolutely. It's huge. Yep. So we Piedmont, love it. PiedmontPark.org. You can donate, become a partner, become a sponsor. So many perks as a member as well. That Absolutely. I found. It's a great so place to be. If you're a proud Atlantan, what better thing to do than be right in the heart of Midtown involved with Piedmont Park? We'll have more coming up on the Lawn and Garden Show here next on WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And we're back on the Lawn and Garden Show here on WSB. Half an hour to go. We've been at it since 6 a.m. Answering some great questions and great calls today. 404-872-0750. We're going to get right back to calls. But before that, this time every Saturday, Mickey usually joins us on the phone. Here she is yes, live in person. The Pike's Pick of the Weekend. What is it? And this week it's Star Jasmine or 
Confederate Jasmine, which most people know it as Confederate right. Jasmine. So tell me the benefits if you if you know if you've seen it for sure. Oh yeah, it's be, the best smell. Just this wonderful fragrance in the spring. Little white flowers. They're not real showy, but you know if you get close to it, it smells really, really, really good. Um, it's evergreen, and so you can use it on a an art. You can do it on a fence, or you can do it on a pergola, or a, um, it, it it looks good just about anywhere. And I've seen people use it as a ground cover, and I haven't done that. Wow! But now uh, it's not it one of good. these persnickety spring plants that may flower, may not. No, pretty they sturdy. Are, they're they're pretty sturdy. They're pretty sturdy. So yeah. now, how would when when you walk in a pike nursery for those of you who may not be familiar with confederate jasmine but you know you've heard of it you know it smells good you're interested it's got shiny green leaves <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and isn't what maybe a five gallon pot oh no we have them one gallon one gallon, usually okay. one gallon sometimes three gallons two gallons sometimes five gallons but we usually have some small ones and some big ones so 20 percent off this weekend That's has to be right. today or tomorrow right yes awesome and where could they find you what store are you going to be at today uh i'll be at west cobb okay. this afternoon yeah. Great. So more info on anything, the classes that we talked about, we I want talk. to talk about again, or the Pikes Pick, where can they go? Uh, at PikeNursery.com. Okay. And the class, so no class this weekend. And no class this weekend. We've got the Ladybug Weekend next weekend with the Beneficial Bug class. That's so fun. And get free ba- ladybugs. And that class is free, Beneficial yes. Bugs. Yes. Starts at 9 a.m. Yes. Which I always miss the classes because I get out of here at 9. Oh, my goodness. So by the time I get to Town Lake, it's like, oh, it's almost oh, over. I'm sorry. So one of these days. One of these one days. Of these days. And Sometimes there's evening ones or yes. Sometimes we do after we do a lot of the workshops. At I night. did one of the blue and I'm ones. doing a um, a hydrangea class at four or five different stores, and that's going to come the first of May. Oh, nice! We're going to do one at Peachtree City, one at Lindbergh, one at uh, uh, West Cobb, and one at Johns Creek, I think. So you want to be counted and treated as a true Southerner? You learn hydrangeas, I think, first and foremost. You gotta know it. And Confederate Jasmine. Well, that's too. We'll, we'll just tell you about that today. Great. Thank you, Mickey. So, mm-hmm. Confederate Jasmine, 20% off today, tomorrow at all Pike Nursery stores. 404 872 0750 out to Stone Mountain. Good morning, Joy. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you all for taking my call. Yeah. I have uh, four or five sink holes in my front yard. I have a septic tank, but they're to the left of that. And they're, they're about 12 inches and growing. And I thought you could just stick dirt in the top, but my neighbor says, oh, no, you have to get it dug up and because uh, water's seeping under there. So I wanted to know what to do, and if I have to replant my grass because they take it all up, what would you recommend? Joy, how, how long have you been in that house? I've been here since 2001, but I think it's been built since, like, 1980. Okay. So there's nothing, no trees that have been removed? There's uh, there no were pine uh, trees, but they were farther up the front yard in the island. Mm-hmm. They weren't actually there. Yeah, I did. We did remove the pine trees. Yes, two or three big ones. Try, about try, maybe maybe ten feet away or fifteen feet away. Yeah, but, the, the the normal the, the normal cause of sinkholes are some type of uh, either a berry pit from a home being constructed, mm-hmm. or a tree being removed, and then those underground root systems uh, eventually oh, deco- decomposing. And then mm-hmm. forming these sinkholes. So, mm-hmm. the 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 real the, the essence of the question is how do I fix it? And diagnosis of what caused it is pretty important. Um, there are different techniques depending on what caused it uh, and how deep they are. Uh, if you don't know 
what caused it. It might be worth excavating. Uh, I think your neighbor made this suggesting, uh, suggestion, trying to excavate one or so of them and see what you can find out is going on. Uh, that may inform uh, the decision of, of what you're going to do next. Uh, I have seen people where they just continued to backfill and backfill and backfill until they stopped and then plant the grass over. That's the least disruptive of the rest of the lawn. But I think you got to do a little more detective work to figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And if I need to replant, would you – I have fescue, but I have about – about 40% weeds and 60% fescue. <laughs> <laughs> so you're above the 50-50 rule. And then yeah, the good news yeah. is if you're trying to diagnose this now, then then you'll have some opportunity in the fall, which is the ideal time to plant fescue, uh, to see where you're sitting after the summer and after that work's done to de- decide whether you're going to replant um, or just renovate. Patience and observation. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joy, for the call. Good luck. Gwinnett County is next. Buford, good morning, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. What seeds are you wanting to plant? I'm wanting to plant um, tomatoes, okra, jalapenos, stuff like that. Now, I'm a beginner. Um, so, so some of your listeners, this might be kind of a stupid question. No, but... never. Never a stupid question. <laughs> um, well, with the weather, it's been kind of crazy in Georgia, like like always, kind of, kind of unpredictable. So I was just curious, when is the best time to plant the seeds? Well, our last average frost date here is April the 10th. Well, <laughs> it's still pretty cool now. Yeah, um, I know. But, but, uh, but here's I, the good news, though. See, seed isn't going to be sensitive, so no. you may just sit and not germinate. Uh, but, you know, the, there should be a, a planting guide on whatever seed you're trying to do. And okay. even more important, well, I shouldn't say as important, not more important, as important is the is the planting depth for the seed. Right. So those seeds have a certain amount of energy stored in them. And if you get them too deep, they're not going to have enough energy to germinate and come up through and be okay. So... Timing is generally going to be right about now for a lot of the a lot of the seeded um, vegetables, uh, and then the planting depth and how close you put together. So okay. read your little seed packs, and it should tell you sometime between now the middle of April, uh, because again they're not sensitive to frost, and then you'll have some seeds that you're planting yeah. in as late as mid May, early June. And if you're okay. planting, if you're a brand new gardener, you might think about doing your tomatoes from plants this year okay. rather than seeding in the garden. Amen. Because okay. that, that takes a long time. Now, the okra you could do. The okra you need to soak. It'll tell you on the package to soak okay. the seeds overnight and do those. Okay. But the tomatoes, I think you'll be more successful. And then next year, if you want to do tomato seeds, I usually do mine inside um, okay. the, you know, before that. And Taylor, gotcha. one, one other thing. First, congratulations on becoming a new yes. gardener. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank the other much. thing is, is soil prep, soil prep, right. soil prep. Absolutely. The biggest mistake beginners make is not doing adequate soil preparation. So gotcha. it's hard to, to do too much soil preparation, uh, but just really working up and getting it nice and loose and continuing to add organic matter as you build your build your soils, build your yes. garden, and you'll be successful. Congratulations okay. on getting Have started. Have fun. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Taylor. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Now, Mickey, really quickly to follow up on something you did just say, though. I've never really kept it straight. I, I do the lazy man's way, and I do the plant. I don't, right. I don't do seeds. I'm not going to lie. But so a couple of months ago, people on social media really started sharing the pictures of starting the seed inside. Right, inside. And all that. So 
is it advantageous to do that rather than just going out now and sticking the seed in the ground, or does it just depend on the plant? It depends on the plant. It depends on the plant. To me, tomatoes are hard. They'll accidentally come up, but um, normally I think tomatoes are much easier unless there's, there's a particular tomato that I like that I can't find the tomatoes, so I'd grow it from seed. Um, but most of the tomatoes, it's just much easier and much more cost-effective, really. But so for this, like Taylor said, peppers and okra and, and stuff, Peppers the same and... as tomatoes, I think. They're closely related. But okra, to me, I do it from seed. Yeah, so that's just... squash, okra, um, cucumbers. Cucumbers, any of the cucurbits. Yeah, those those are fast growers, and yeah. you, you don't have to be a pro to do that. Mm-hmm. I agree with Mickey, though, that you have to be pretty hardcore to start your tomatoes from seed in indoors you know that's that's really hobbyist level it's fun it is but fun. walter's got a really good thing on his website for a light oh, and it yeah. looks like a little swing set and that's what we built it stan built it for me out of pvc, PVC. Yeah. yeah and so later on if you want to get into that that's a good thing yep. neat okay so now that we're almost hopefully past the frost period mm-hmm. what are folks thinking about planting right now Anything. Vegetable-wise, anything. Yeah, all the Pretty plant. much anything and everything is, is going in, in. The only thing I don't do is basil. <laughs> I yeah. do basil after the 1st of May because it needs to be really warm or yeah. it'll just sit there. In the, the worst-case scenario, Ashley, to me, is, is uh, some stuff stalls. So people just have to have realistic expectations. Nighttime temperatures, you know, n- no more frosts, and then how, how warm the temperatures of the soil are is whichever <laughs> whatever that correct english be um yeah it just if, if the soils are cooler and wetter there's stuff that is going to be slower so it's just um being patient once you get it in the ground and and be sure that you got that right planting depth particularly on on both the uh, plants coming out of the pots don't get them too deep not too shallow same thing for the seed you want that energy to be enough to push the plant up and out on the germination okay great i think y'all y'all have taylor set that was that was perfect thank you all right, Rudy and Tucker. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Great. I have uh, probably 40-year-old azaleas and camellias across the front of my house, and they're probably five foot tall. And I need to paint my house this year, and I need to butcher the crap out of them. <laughs> How low can I cut them and maybe not kill That's them? That's a technical term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, tomatoes have, I mean, tomatoes, uh, azaleas have a, a lifespan. Yeah. And you, and that's not to say they don't get older that, but usually about 25 or 30 years is an average lifespan for an azalea. So you're, if you cut it back, it might do fine. You could cut it way back. But if you can't, if it doesn't make it, you'll know why. Um, the You can cut most anything back by a third, as Walter says, any time. But um, and typically after they bloom, you'd ask about after, timing. Right after so they right bloom. after they bloom is they the bloom normal time. Oh, wood. Yeah. So you need to get them time. But just keep that in mind with the old ones because it does stress them out to cut them way back. When are you looking to paint? Um, this summer. Yeah. 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 So that that would have been you know after yeah, cutting the flowering right things yeah. back. Yeah. What else was there? Azaleas and what else, Rudy? Uh, camellia. Oh, okay. well, they are longer lived, I think, and we have cut camellias back. It, it, by cutting it back this summer, you probably won't get any blooms this fall or this winter, but you could still cut it back. We've cut them yeah, back. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, the house will be newly painted, so yeah, no one will right. notice the flowers. Yeah. We have <laughs> cut camellias back that were 
three stories high and cut them back to six feet, and they did fine. They did didn't bloom that year, but they bloomed the next year. So pretty much right now yeah. is your time, Rudy, and then get yeah. your painting done. And and as Mickey said, just know that if you get some of these really really old azaleas, sometimes this can be a, a bad situation for them. But you need to do what you need to yeah. do there. You do it. Okay. You do the best you can. One last one. How, how big a hole for a, a fig tree? A patient brought me a fig tree. It's probably in a gallon container. Wide hole. Yeah, three Wide times, three three times, times the, the width. width. No deeper. But no deeper. Okay. Yeah, and, and spread it out and, and make sure, check the pot, check, check the roots as you take it out of the pot. Be sure to kind of loosen and massage that with your hand so that it's uh, it's going to be nice and loose. And then spread them out. And uh, be sure that it doesn't settle down. You want it to be uh, its normal height or a little right. bit higher as it settles. Yep. Gotcha. Have a great day. Thank great you. questions. Hi, Thanks, Rudy. so much, Rudy. All right, we're going to hold Connie over for just after the break. Connie, if you can hang tight, a question about Ligustrum. And I want to uh, kind of reiterate where our guests and experts are from today, how you can get in touch with Mark and Mickey when they're off the radio at 9 a.m. this morning. So stay tuned on Lawn and Garden. I'm Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Hit the right button here. Here we go. A weather check from Ackerman Security Systems. Today, it's sunny. It's going to look this way all day. A high of 73 and low at 50. And cloudy tomorrow. Chance of rain increases throughout the afternoon. High of 66 and a low in the low 50s. Kirk Mellish with the complete forecast coming up in 10 minutes on WSB. And pick up the Sunday edition of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for in-depth news coverage and $224 in coupon savings this weekend. I want to give Connie time to get her question in really quick. Hi, Connie. Hi, I have about 50 waxwings ligustrum that I planted several years ago as a privacy screen. They are probably eight feet tall. They are looking very straggly, a lot of dead limbs in them. Um, I've never trimmed them. I wanted them just to be as tall and thick as they could get, Mm -hmm. but they're not getting thicker. They're getting thinner. Um, I don't know what to do. I know I need to cut out the dead branches, but do I cut back the live branches too? Yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like they were planted a little close together and they're a little crowded, and that's a lot of times the plant response. So, uh, as you said, you can prune out the dead stuff whenever you want to, but you may think about uh, giving them a really good whack back. You know, wherever you cut to is where they're going to come out at. So, yeah, I would cut them back. But that, I don't know that I'd do that right now. I think I would prune Wait. the dead stuff out right now and then uh, roll into this uh, late fall, early winter, and then try to do some rejuvenation. Um, and, you know, it is shocking when you really rejuvenate a plant like that. Uh, you're going to say, oh, my goodness, what did they tell me to do and yeah. what did I do? But the results then will come back um, a whole lot stronger. I think if I were going to do it now, we may have differing opinions on this, but I think if I was going to do it, I would probably do it in early, early spring. Mm-hmm. Because I think at that point it has more more capacity to put on than it would in the wintertime. What I have found when I do them in the fall is that they try to put on. Okay. Okay, yeah. great. Now, Mark, I want folks to be in touch with you. Mark Banta from Piedmont Park. Give us more info. 
Uh, PiedmontPark.org. We've got lots of stuff going on. Green Market's open today, 9 to 1. Get your kids signed <laughs> up for summer camp. One of the best in the state. All right. And Mickey Gasway. Um, if you need a garden club speaker, that's me. Go to uh, PikeNursery.com. I do HOAs and any kind of groups where we've got more than 10 people. So you quote, see Mickey on the radio. Yeah. You can see her in person at <laughs> garden clubs and Pike Nursery classes as well. Mark, Mickey, thank you very Thanks, much. Ashley. It's been a fun Saturday Lots as of always. Fun. always. Always. So Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. I'll be back Monday morning on Channel 2 Action News this morning. WSB Radio. Y'all have a great weekend.